Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Soulfully Aligned Podcast. I'm your host and soulful empowerment mentor, Janine Padilla. Here we chat navigating real life shifts with passionate purpose. It's all about keeping it real and sassy with a sprinkle of some spiritual shit. Ready to receive some sage wisdom? Let's get into it. Ready for a heart to heart? I know I am because life has definitely been lifing a lot these days and giving us the cue that it's time for some major transformation. Personally, professionally, shit all around the world. But we ain't getting into all of that in this episode because that would be way too much and I'm not trying to go there right now. So let's get into it and no beating around the bush, just real talk about taking a long hard look at how we've been living lately. First, though, can I just say that these holidays that just passed were a fucking doozy. Seriously, girl, like getting through them was super brutal. I know I shouldn't complain. There was nothing major going on, but it's just those small hiccups that happen that just throw you completely off. And that's what was happening these past holidays, specifically for Christmas and New Year's. So literally everyone in my family was getting sick, including myself, and I waited until the last minute to do shit. Totally my fault, by the way, so I'm not trying to blame it on anyone else or make excuses. I take full accountability for that, but it just made everything so overwhelming and stressful and less enjoyable, which is actually super sad because I do overall love the holidays. I just kept telling everybody I'm so so over this like i started just messaging to my family i think this year i want to be on a caribbean beach swimming in the ocean playing under the sun sipping a cocktail and just straight up chilling not running around to stores and spend mad money buying everybody everything so if i can make it happen it's going to happen anyway i can go on a rant about that which i won't because We are here for something else, which segues into the real point of this episode, and that is to talk about reflection and lessons learned. Because oftentimes, I feel like we really got to take a pause and look back in order to move forward. We all know that life can be a wild-ass ride, and slowing down a little bit, hitting that pause button, and taking some time to reflect just so that we can see how far we come is really impactful. Reflecting isn't just about sitting around dwelling on the past. I know there's some people that might be like, girl, I don't got time to sit around and think about the past and I need to be in the present and, you know, move forward into my future and envision that, which I get it, right? Because that is the ideal is that we are in the present moment and we are looking forward. But reflecting on the past can be super beneficial to us because By reflecting on the past, we get to see what was working, what wasn't working, how we were feeling, what we were thinking, and finding any of the lessons that we learned from those experiences. It's also about celebrating the wins, no matter how big or how small they were with whatever it is that we were doing. And also, let's keep it real, embracing those kind of oops moments, right? (laughs) Because a journey within is truly an opportunity for us to understand our growth and remember that like even with every stumble we make in life, every moment matters. So I personally think that reflection is a super powerful practice 
and it helps us gain insight and learn from our experiences so that we can make intentional decisions to move forward. To me, it's all about conscious choices and intentional living. It wasn't always like that for me, but as I've grown older and I've evolved, this is the space that I'm in right now. And so for me, reflection practices that we can integrate in our lives are doing things like journaling. This is a super huge practice for me. It's just setting aside time each day or week to write in my journal and to reflect on the process and looking back and referencing things and writing down what we were thinking and how we were feeling and the different experiences we've had and the achievements and any challenges and what were the emotions with achieving things and what were the emotions that we were feeling during the challenges. You know, people get all caught up in their head about this sometimes, but honestly, this is just a free flow <laughs> with your pen. You open up the book, you see the pages, whatever starts coming to your mind, you just start writing it down. Some people do like to use journal prompts because they feel like it makes the process easier because they've explained it to me. When they open up that book and hold the pen in their hand, their mind just totally goes blank. So if that's what helps you, then by all means, look up some journal prompts and then do things like asking yourself questions like, what did I learn today? Or what could I do differently the next time? I mean, honestly, if you Google search this shit, you, there's like a ton of journal prompts that'll come up. There are books on Amazon or in your local bookstore that you can buy to help you with journal prompts. You just don't wanna overthink this process because they are your thoughts and your feelings and your journal should be your safe space. So don't be afraid to write out exactly what is coming through for you because that's the only way that you're really going to be able to go back and reflect on these experiences that you've had and how they have made you feel. Another good reflection practice is mindful meditation. And for me, this involves finding a quiet space for sure. For some of us, I know that that can be a challenge. I personally am currently staying with my mom. So private space for me is a little limited, but she does fortunately honor my alone time when I need it. So that works out for me. But the idea essentially is to like sit comfortably while focusing on your breath and allowing again thoughts and feelings to arise without um, judging yourself. And during this practice, you can reflect on recent experiences, past experiences, and observe how your emotional responses are to them. Being mindful essentially just helps you become more aware of the present moment and your reactions to it. Now, in full transparency, my brain is always on overdrive, and honestly, it rarely shuts off. So meditative practices in silence for me have always been super duper difficult. So what I found in working with people and having conversations is that trying guided meditation, either by listening to someone else guide me through the meditation step by step has worked for me, or even playing some sort of soft music in the background. And for some reason, when I do either one of those things versus just trying to sit in silence, it helps me focus more on my thoughts and my feelings. I don't know if 
Maybe it's because I'm from New York City. So I'm just used to always being surrounded by a lot of noise and being able to tune those background noises out in order to kind of like get into my own head to, and kind of feel what I'm feeling and understand what I'm thinking. You know, I have two children and when I was younger, I was working full time, a nine to five job. Then I was going to college after and on the weekends. And so certain days you're in college, you have to get homework done. And so I would literally have to sit there with two young kids playing in the background, making mad fucking noise in addition to horns outside beeping and all this other shit. And I was able to actually focus on getting my work done, to read passages in my textbooks and to write my essays. And people are like, how the hell? Like, I would never be able to do that. And for me, it just always worked. Everyone is different. Some people need to be in silence and that's cool, but Essentially, the whole point is you need to find what works for you. I believe we all have the capability of meditating. It's just how we want to integrate that into our lives. So don't think that it has to be in this traditional way when we hear the word meditation of like sitting in silence. It doesn't have to look like that. It can, but it doesn't have to. <laughs> there are many different ways. So please do yourself a favor and explore what works for you. Another good uh, reflective practice is to regularly review your goals. So whether they're personal or professional, it's always a good idea to assess them. So you have a goal, you start tracking your progress. This is where I want to be. How far have I come? And just really looking at that and really being proud of yourself and bigging yourself up and giving you a pat on the back. Because sometimes we can be so self-critical and judgmental and harsh on ourselves. And instead of looking at things in a positive light, like, oh man, I already did, you know, A and B. Now I just have to do C and D. We can sit there and be like, oh my God, I'm only on step A. I haven't even begun to get close to where I need to be in order to achieve my goal. So it's kind of shifting our perspective in order to continue to help move us forward closer and closer to get to where we want to be. Another cool thing that you could do is instead of just creating the vision board about your future, if you want to think about it in a reflective lens, you could actually take that same collage and you can finds images or words that reflect things in your life that you've experienced, whether they be things that you've achieved or even things that may have challenged you and how you overcame those things. So you could put power words in there like strength and motivation, and you can integrate those past experiences with your vision board for moving forward. And it's a cool way of seeing this timeline of things that you've gone through, things that you've already achieved, and then being able to see these other things that I am aspiring to move to. 
for my future. Actually, I should probably get together with my girlfriends over some cocktails and we should do this. Another thing you can do for a reflective practice is to create a playlist of your life using songs. And uh, we all know that music evoke memories and experiences that we've had. I can hear a song and remember the place, the year, the people that were there. That's how fucking powerful music can be. And then you can also integrate a journaling practice with it as well. Definitely make sure you mix up the playlist though. You don't want it to be like, I mean, whatever. You, it can be however the fuck you want. But I would highly recommend not just making it a sad song playlist. Throw in songs there that are also going to make you feel good and happy. It should be a combination of things. Lastly, there's another one that I read about, which is creating a memory jar. And I thought that this was cool because this one is for the person that's like, Janine, my ass does not have time to sit there and write in a journal. And so with the creating this memory jar activity, essentially you get a mason jar, whatever, Dollar Tree, right? They have a bunch of them. Ain't, no, ain't nobody needs to spend all this money on this. You get a mason jar from the Dollar Tree, you get a, a freaking pen, a pencil, whatever, and you take some paper, regular loose leaf paper, and you cut them up into small pieces. And every time you experience something, regardless of how it makes you feel, this is the important part. So something sad or happy or whatever it is, you just write a short little note down about what the experience is and how it made you feel. You fold it up and you put it in the jar. And then you go back and you sit down and then you pull out these pieces of paper from this memory jar to look at what you were experiencing. For the person who's not into journaling, I think this would be cool to be like, okay, in the beginning of the year, I'm gonna have my jar, I'm gonna write my little notes, fold them away, put them in there, not look at them. And then at the end of the year, before you enter the following new year, you revisit them. I feel like that would be super impactful because now you're going to have all these little notes of all these little things and there's your reflective activity right there. You're simply just looking at those notes to kind of be like, wow, this is all the shit that was going on. This is how I was feeling. And you can look for themes and patterns. You can analyze like, did I have more positive experiences or was I going through a lot of challenges this past year or maybe you were only writing out of frustration the challenges and you weren't really putting down all the wonderful things that you were experiencing so you can kind of think about that too like was I actually really writing down all the things or was I just writing down just the joyous moments and not trying to go there with the challenges that I had. And you can see how those themes and those patterns have turned up in your life and what you want to leave behind and what you want to bring with you into the new year. Ultimately, remember that everybody's experience is just an opportunity, right? For us to learn and to constantly grow and evolve. We already know lessons in life can be super fucking messy. There are many challenges that we face and a lot of unexpected moments. 
that take us by surprise and to be quite honest, lay us flat on our asses. But trust me, in each of these lessons, there is a stepping stone leading us to be the person that we're meant to become, whether we even realize it or not at the time. And this is why practicing the art of reflection can be super, super beneficial to our personal development. And for one, I am all about personal development. I am always trying to work on me, not to perfect myself because there's no such thing as perfection, but just to be more mindful, be more connected to myself and in order to evolve in this world. And it's not easy when we face a major setback or we feel like a failure. There's a lot going on and people losing their jobs or loved ones, but being able to have the strength to bounce back from these things or adapt to certain stuff, that's actually real inner strength. In order to be like, I'm going to fucking survive. Like no, no matter what, I'm not going to be stuck in my circumstances. I'm not going to be a victim of my circumstances. If I need to grieve, I'm going to grieve. You allow yourself to go through these motions, but you know that you're going to come out on the other side uh, even stronger. It's all about how we're reacting, how we're choosing to confront these situations because there are consequences to our actions and our words. So we have to be mindful that we're not just making impulsive or thoughtless decisions because it can just debilitate us more than help us grow. And be patient with yourself. No matter what, move through life, showing yourself some grace, be easy, this too shall pass. And when it doesn't, it's time to release the shit that no longer serves you, right? And that is my next point. (laughs) So, which is one of my favorite topics. I like to call it baggage be gone. Bye, bitch. Let go and let God, girl, okay? Because it's all about shedding that shit that is no longer serving us because ain't nobody got time for that. And finding that personal freedom that comes with this ability to just let stuff go. Releasing that shit that no longer serves us honestly is a brave and courageous act because there are things in our lives, thoughts that we have, relationships that we know that we need to discard. So this process is not going to come easy for most of us. It can be painful and heartbreaking and scary And it takes a lot of courage to confront the familiar discomfort and to face the unknown. But again, once we rid ourselves of this shit that no longer is worth our time and energy, there's this sense of peace and relief that we experience that is beyond explanation. And if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So how can we do this bravely? One of the ways is to take a moment again for reflection. I'm telling you, reflecting on shit is key for us to move forward in our lives, period. Asking yourself things like, what in my life is weighing me down? Is it self-doubt? Is it a toxic relationship? Is it these outdated beliefs that I have? Just being able to acknowledge these and releasing them can be impactful. And then there's also a ton of release rituals, which I can cover in another episode that are super helpful for our overall well-being. But being able to forgive ourselves and other people is huge. 
Sometimes the baggage that we're carrying around has a lot to do with the resentment or the pain that's caused by others or ourselves. And so by forgiving, we can release it. It doesn't mean that we're condoning these actions, but it is about freeing ourselves up from this emotional grip and taking back our fucking power. It's not an instant process, but with each step, we release these heavy chains that bind us and that take up so much of our soul. Because honestly, holding on to shit is just not beneficial for anyone. Because when we hold on to things that no longer serve us, literally it's like you're carrying these stones in your backpack and the weight of it just starts to become unbearable. And it's it affects your emotional well-being. It affects relationships. It affects your personal growth. Just think about any time that you've been bitter or resentful and how you feel inside this anger this rage this overwhelming sadness it's not good for our mental health it's not good for our bodies and if we find ourselves stuck in these patterns they limit our potential and they hinder this flow of positive energy into our life so do yourselves a favor don't be a bitter bitch and learn to let that shit go okay letting go is also about being able to transform your life. Releasing what no longer serves us is like we're opening these doors to create spaces for all these new and beautiful opportunities to enter that can potentially help us to grow and bring more joy in our life. We're decluttering all that mental and emotional bullshit so that we can shift the way we're thinking and allow these new perspectives to enter our mind. And ultimately, at the end of the day, like I had said before, it helps us to regain our power and it invites more positivity into our life, period. This year is interesting because this year, 2024, is marked by the number eight. If you add two plus zero plus two plus four, you get the number eight. I'm into all of this shit. So this is tarot year card eight. And the number eight in the tarot is symbolized by the strength card. And it's a really powerful energy and that essentially evokes strength and courage and the ability to overcome challenges. It's about being brave enough to face these challenges head on and to embrace our vulnerability so that we can step into and harness our resilience. So taking a moment to reflect on the areas of your life where you've shown immense strength and where you've maybe faced adversity and you came out on the other side triumphant is another good practice because remember that inner strength lies within us. And if you're familiar with the tarot, you can see that the traditional tarot card, number eight, which is the strength card again, there's a lion in the card and there's a woman and the woman is kind of like, hovered over kind of hugging the lion and taming the lion with her hand, like as if she's petting the lion. And this is the epitome of this infinite strength that we have. I would put this card in my journal, look at it, think about what's the number eight, what this tarot card symbolizes, and then ask myself questions like, how can I approach challenges? in in a gentler way to without being like harsh about it and how can i find strength in the midst of chaos 
you know, things like that to really use what this card is symbolizing as a prompt to help us develop these questions that we can ask ourselves. That's another way I like to use my journaling with integrating the tarot, but I can have like a whole different episode on that as well. At the end of the day, it's all about us realizing that we can't control change. Change is a constant in our lives, whether we like it or not. And so we just have to think about us having the ability to adapt and to be resilient and be able to go with the ebbs and flows of life and not be so resistant to them. Another topic I know I wanted to discuss when it comes to reflections and lessons learned is aligning with your authentic self. Yeah, 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 whatever. Like, <laughs> I know everybody's like, oh, authentic self. I'm so sick of that word. But let's just fucking be real. That's what it is, right? You're aligning with your authentic self. You're aligning with your true self. Whatever you want to call it, it's all about authenticity. So it's time, at least for me, that I'm just like, no more plain small. That's it. It's time for me to really step into who I am, who I'm becoming, who we are and how we move in this world shifts, right? As we get older, as we evolve, as we have more experiences, and that's a natural part of life. So... When I'm talking about aligning with your authentic self, I'm talking about peeling back all these different layers to unveil the true you. That is aligning with your most authentic self. It's about being true to yourself and embracing your values and expressing your beliefs and your desires without fear and without compromising. It's your journey of self-discovery and self-acceptance, period. It's about making choices that resonate again with the core essence of who we truly are, which ultimately leads to a more fulfilling and purposeful life. The past few years, I really have been digging deeper because when I was younger, I just didn't do this and asking myself things like, what brings me joy? What are my core values? <laughs> am I living in alignment with my true desires? Or am I resisting them? There's so many ways that this can go. Again, reflection, reflection, reflection. This is why I love to reflect because it is such a powerful tool and it really helps during this entire process. And just know that you're going to have to embrace vulnerability in all of this because when you're reflecting on things, it, it can be heavy. In order to find true authenticity and get to the root of who we really are, we have to be vulnerable. We have to be able to be honest with ourselves and with other people, even when it's uncomfortable and we may not want to. And we have to allow ourselves to be seen and heard for who we truly are. And this comes with being imperfect. And that's going to be hard for some people because there's this perception like everything needs to look perfect on the outside and you're fucking dying on the inside. But we're imperfect beings. This idea of perfection does not fucking exist. It's such a unrealistic burden that we place on ourselves and it's so unnecessary and once we can learn and accept and embrace this truth that we are imperfect beings it really can help guide us to align with our actions and with our values right and it releases that pressure to try to be perfect when you realize that we are imperfect beings 
and you believe it and you understand it, you really can then release that shit and fucking free yourself and celebrate the parts of you that are different, that are unique, <laughs> that are quirky, because authenticity truly comes from this idea of self-acceptance. And as we're on that journey, it's only going to help us to boldly evolve into a better version of ourselves. I'm talking about expansion, evolution, not only 2024, but all the years be from here on, making them work for me and doing so in a way that honors who I truly am is the path that I'm on these days. Knowledge is power for me and I feel like the more someone learns, the more they expand. So whether that's reading books or taking courses or trying something new, having conversations with other people, this is that vulnerability part, like having these transparent, honest, raw, real conversations with other people, all of this is so fucking powerful, right? Because we get to learn more about ourselves. We get to learn more about each other. We get to learn more about this world, about our communities. I mean, the list can go on and on and on and on. So for me, learning is a non-negotiable in the part of my evolution process. I like to think of it like those commercials, the more you know, the more you grow. So like they said that shit for a reason, right? At the end of the day, most of all, what it boils down to is not being afraid to challenge ourselves and not being afraid to step out of, out of our comfort zones um, because that truly is where where growth lies. And get out of your head. There's stuff that scares me all the fucking time and I've learned to push myself to try these things, to experience the, these things, and to stop overthinking them and stop worrying about what other people are going to think about me for doing them. I'm on a path towards wanting to be happy and wanting to be fulfilled. And I know in all of my life and all of my experiences that Every day is not going to be a fucking happy day. We're not always going to feel 100% fulfilled. But if I have the opportunity to try to shift anything, I was going to say control there for a minute, but I want to be careful with that, right? It will be how I think about things, how I treat myself, how I communicate, because while I may not have the ability to control things outside of myself to a certain extent, if I am fortunate enough to still be able to think and to breathe and to walk and to do things in a way that I want to, you damn fucking skippy that I am going to try to take a different approach on life even when shit ain't going the way that I want it to go. We can choose to live in this life and fucking be upset and angry and bitter and resentful and sad and walk around with that fucking energy. Or we can be like, you know what? That fucking sucked. That hurt. It was painful. Go through the process that we have to go through. Grieve through it. And then find these other pockets of moments that do bring us happiness and, and look at these parts of our lives where things are still okay. It, it's all about perspective. There were things that were really hard, but then there's still so much for me to live 
through and for. And I want to do so going through life feeling good about that. Like, I don't want to become the martyr. I don't want to fucking sit here and become the victim and feel sorry for myself. And, you know, oh, things don't always don't happen. No, ain't nobody got time for that shit, right? What are the things that are working? How can I make them work? You know, it's all about our mindset and how we think about things and how we react to things, honestly. But with that, I just want to say express yourself and be unapologetically who you are and not who you think you should be and not pretending to be someone you're not. Be your authentic self. Be mindful as you're moving through life. Reflect on your past figure out what are the lessons I learned? How can those lessons help me to move forward? And that is all I got for you today, my lovely souls. I truly do hope that this conversation propels you to move forward into a year of expansion, which is also my power word for 2024. So if you don't have one, think about what you want yours to be. And as always, I wish you all an abundance of blessings this year and every year after. Until the next time, peace out. Thanks so much for hanging with me. If you're digging the vibes of this episode, show some love. Download, share, rate, and review. Your support is always appreciated. If you want to connect with me, shoot me a DM on IG because I'd love to hear from you. Tune in for more Soulful and Sassy Real Talk next week.